What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode 106.0, and the only 106, uh, because we are playing through and talking about the entirety of 12 minutes. Today I have with me Matt. Hello, friends. And so, yeah, as I said before recording, I'm going to go ahead and make my joke that I made to Ken when we were talking about this game in private. And that is, in my worst Willem Dafoe voice, so you knocked up your sister. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so spoilers, I just spoiled the entire game for you, um, which you should have known when we were going to be talking about the entirety of 12 Minutes. Um, which I don't think is that big of a deal because I don't think this is a very good game. <laughs> That's interesting because I thought, based on our brief conversations last week, that you were pretty positive on this game. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get into it because... <laughs> All right, let's get down to the 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 first parts of this game. Uh it was developed by Luis Antonio uh and published by Annapurna Interactive who if you know them, they publish a lot of these kind of indie experimental games, I think would be the best way to describe it. They uh I know that they published uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, which is a fantastic game. Which I loved. Yeah. Yeah, that game was amazing. Um but, um, yeah, so Luis Antonio, uh, who apparently Matt just told me used to work for Rockstar Games, from what I understand, uh, left to do his own indie stuff and released 12 Minutes, which is probably the, no, it's not the newest game we've ever did. We, the newest game we ever did was, uh, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition because we did it like the week it came out. But uh, this game yeah, came out potentially to be eclipsed. On yeah. The next recording. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this game came out uh, August nineteenth of twenty twenty one. It was also available on Game Pass day one, which I know Microsoft kind of pushed as, "Hey, we've got this new exclusive game, or not exclusive, but this new game coming, you know, to Game Pass for free." Uh, and there was a decent amount of marketing behind it um like going into my history with it i remember seeing this game shown off in an event but i can't remember which event it was it might have been e3 of this year and um i was like well that's interesting it's it's got a a top-down perspective and it's kind of like a uh, it's kind of like a weird mystery game uh, set in a time loop, and that's the big draw to this game. Is that um, it, technically it takes place in twelve minutes, but it's actually more of a ten-minute span. Uh, we'll get into the where the extra two minutes come into play uh, in a little while. Um, but Matt, what about you? I mean, had had you heard of this game previously to me bringing it up? Nope. No. Okay. Not at all. Um, no, interested. As soon as I looked into it, you know, as soon as you mentioned it, I was intrigued. Even your description just now, any game you describe like that, I would probably 
want to check out, right? If it's, you know, a little bit experimental, caught in a time loop, top down, like these are of interest to me. I, I, every riff or take on Groundhog Day, I've basically liked, you know, other, when TV shows do it, um, you know, any, any kind of looping, you know, I, as, as, <laughs> I don't know, I guess I've always just liked time travel of any sort, time looping, you know, it's all fascinating. And especially the different takes that, you know, different time travel theories and kind of thought there'd be a little bit more of that in this game. Although, to be fair, I'm not sure what I didn't see of this game. Okay. So I'm assuming you got an ending, but you don't know which ending you got. Yeah, endings or missed dialogue paths. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I guess moreover, I don't know whether there was more explanation in what I Right, and I don't know if they ever get into the time looping. Okay. Um, really? I I don't I'm, think they do. Good point. Okay. Um, That's strange. Yeah. So, <sighs> let's just start from... Not that every game needs to be a hard sci-fi. You're behind it, but... Right. Yep. I feel like you're way behind me again, Matt. On, on the the sound. Um, I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't know. It could be on my end. I'm not sure, but uh, so I guess we should start from the beginning. Um, we no none of these characters have a name, do they? No, I think it's just cop and wife. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Um, starts out, uh, guy comes home from work, uh, gets off an elevator, walks into an apartment building. Uh, and I should mention this game is a point and click adventure game. Uh, so it's, it, it and definitely, probably would play a lot better on a PC with a mouse and keyboard um, because moving a cursor around with a controller not the greatest they do have some shortcuts like hitting that down on the d-pad will bring up your inventory and automatically put the cursor at the inventory so they do have some nice little shortcuts there but even just moving around trying to click on things sometimes was a little bothersome yep um, I agree but yeah, so we have a guy who comes home from work. Uh, he enters an apartment building, has to use uh, the hideaway key because, well, uh, he lost his keys or forgot them. I can't remember which. Um, but comes home. His wife is at home. She's in the bathroom. Um, and... Um, We'll start with the first loop. Uh, wife comes out of the bathroom. Hey, honey, how you doing? Comes in for a kiss. Um, she says, hey, I have a surprise for you. I made dessert. Uh, and she sits down and reads a book. And at this point, you're allowed to do whatever you want. You can go pick up things. You can interact with things. Um, but anyway... The way the first loop plays out is kind of always the same. So naturally, as a 
video game player. You make her angry if you What say it again now? Uh you can make her upset a few different ways. I I guess. How did you make her upset? Uh, if you go in and, and take cows and upset, if you take her water away from her, upset, if you eat before inviting her over, she'll get upset. If you walk around or try to get off the couch while she's talking to you, she'll get upset. Hmm. I don't. I think I'm, I made her upset after wanting to skip the kiss constantly. Uh, but that was about it. <laughs> um. But yeah. So basically, she's made dessert. Uh, you set the table. You sit down. Uh, candlelight little dessert dinner kind of thing. Um, and she says she has a surprise for you. She uh, goes to the bedroom, gets a present, and tells you to open it. When you open the present, it is baby clothes. Uh, it's a, like a little onesie, and it has a, a picture of a flower on it, and it says Dahlia at the top. And he's like, yeah, we're having a baby. And... Uh, she said she wanted to name it after your mom because, you know, uh, your mom's not around anymore. Uh, and that's pretty much the gist of the first beginning part of the, of the, the night. Um, during this time, either while we're sitting down eating or if you know, we have the music playing, you can ask her to dance. You can start dancing. They get a knock at the door. You open the door. And there is a police officer there. At least he announces himself as a police officer. And he immediately starts manhandling everybody. He he zip ties uh, you, the man, the husband, uh, and puts you on the ground. And then zip ties the wife. And starts interrogating the wife. Saying that she is being arrested for the murder of her father, which happened eight years ago. And he's wanting to know where the watch is. She says she has no idea what he's talking about. And he's like, okay, well, if you're not going to tell me, I'll make you tell me. And he comes over to you, the husband, and begins strangling you. And you essentially die there. And then the husband wakes up inside the apartment as if he had just opened the door to the apartment. And there's your time loop. So at this point, Matt, how were you feeling about it? Uh, I, I like that it was kind of a little bit bold, right? Like you're, you're doing a few th things. It, it's constrained. I know we've talked a few times about kind of liking stories that are set in a single setting. And this is kind of cool in that sense because... Everything that you need to find or look for is just in these couple of rooms. And so there's a you know a contained feel to it. And then coupling that with kind of this abrupt ending where you, you don't really get to talk to the guy, the cop at the end. He just basically throws you to the ground and kills you. 
And so it, it's kind of uh, an abrupt kind of shocking end to that little story. It's interesting to kind of see what options you might have to alter that or prevent that. Right. And that's, that's so kind of the, definitely intrigued. that's kind of the crux of the entire game is not necessarily getting items that can stop this from happening. It's also getting information. And that's the big important piece to this entire game is getting information to, to basically reveal more of the story, but also to get people to interact differently than what you normally would have them do. So no matter what you do, if you just stand there, which there is an achievement for just standing there on the first loop and not doing anything or saying anything, um, this will always play out the exact same way. So it's really depending on what the husband does. So obviously first thing that you're going to try and do is keep the cop from coming in and killing you. So, or, or at least that's what most players would think to do. Okay. Let's stop this cop from coming in and killing me. All right. We can lock the door. If you lock the door, well, he knocks on it a bunch of times, eventually kicks the door open. Same thing happens. All right. Let's try to defend myself. There's a knife sitting there on the kitchen table. Pick up the knife, get ready for this sucker Try to use the knife on him. He overpowers you, ends up killing you in a very bad way. And same thing happens. So it's one of those... I feel like it is one of those games where you you kind of have to brute force it. Is that how you feel, Matt? Matt, I believe you're muted. Yeah, it's, it's one of the problems that I kind of had uh, is that I would keep trying to brute force it, but I wouldn't necessarily know if my brute forcing just wasn't working or if I wasn't doing it right or if I needed to take a different approach. So I, I don't know how many startovers they expect the average player to need to get through this, but I definitely, had I not in the end used a guide to get through the second half of this, I mean it, it essentially would have been an infinite number of attempts. I don't think I ever would have been able to finish this game. Really? Just by brute forcing it. So <laughs> I ended up not using a fact, so I ended up beating this game in one sitting. I I, I cleared up some of the, the achievements and endings at a later time, but I was able to actually get an ending um, in my four-hour play session. So I was, I had to work, um, I had to go into work early one day, and when I got home from work, I just kind of sat there and played this game the entire time. And I'm, I guess, I guess I would say I enjoyed this game the mystery surrounding it and and some of the the aspects of of discovering things to a point um because it did get to a point where i was just like i don't know what i'm doing wrong here because i i feel like i'm out of options yep. the the biggest thing for me was can i kill this cop 
there has to be a way to beat this guy. So assist, it's, it's, this game is kind of like an experiment. You have to experiment with everything. There's not that many things you can add to your inventory. There's only four rooms that you can interact with. Of course, there's people who are like, yeah, you can just... Of course, I even tried it. I opened the front door and tried to walk out. Nope, you it automatically restarts you. Yep. Um, and I should mention that the the cast is a star-studded cast. It's uh, the wife is played by Daisy Ridley, the husband is played by James McAvoy, and the uh, uh, cop is played by Willem Dafoe. Um, and they're all pretty well voice acted um the i'm trying to imagine like the the order i did things because to be honest with you i i ended up not interacting with everything that i needed to actually solve this game uh and i found that out way later on so the first thing i did was try to kill the cop so obviously i tried everything I tried first talking to him. I first tried, you know, trying to stab him. I then found out, oh, I can hide in the closet and then try to stab him. But if, so it it really all depends. So like if your wife knows that you're home and you go hide in the closet when the cop comes in, she's like, would you please help me looking into the closet? And then the cop opens the closet, you get killed. And that's when I started experimenting with, okay, so it's bad. the the first The first reasonable thing a person would do would be to hide in the closet before your wife knows that you're home. That wasn't my first thing. My first thing was, what if I what if I stab my wife and kill her, and then there's a dead body laying on the floor when he comes in <laughs> while I hide in the closet. <laughs> I actually never tried just picking up my knife and stabbing the wife. I, I, all right. So I, there's three weapons in this game, and I killed every single person involved with all three weapons. <laughs> <laughs> so I killed me. I killed the cop. I killed her with every weapon. <laughs> um, what is that? The knife, the gun, and it, there's another knife on the the cop. On the cop, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I killed my wife and then I, well, here's what happens. If you kill your wife and leave her on the floor, a cop comes in, he, he investigates her body, searches the entire apartment. And as he's about to leave the apartment, he stops, turns to the, turns to the, uh, the closet and then opens the closet and kills you. So for a while there, I was thinking, all right, I'm going to kill my wife. (laughs) And then when he's looking at her body, come out of the closet, stab him in the back. Maybe that's how you kill him. Nope. No matter what, he has some kind of psychic ability to know that you're behind him and always beats you. So I'm like, okay, so attacking this guy head on is not going to happen. So then I started just interacting I started interacting with the wife, especially to the point where I was like, Hey, did you kill your dad? She's like, what? No, what are you talking about? I've never, what? and then, 
you slowly get more information to the point where she does admit that it was an accident, or maybe she did mean to. She shot her dad eight years ago because he used to he hit her, and she ran away from home. And I'm like, okay, so you did kill your dad. Um, yeah, because that's a bit of a mystery, even from the first loop. Yeah. In that the cop says, you know, I'm here, you know, you're under arrest for for the murder of your father. So it raises those questions of something from the past immediately, which is between that kind of mystery and uh, I would say my favorite part of this game was probably the voice actors. But between those two things, you know, it, it does present this intriguing scenario of, all right, well, let's let's really try and dive into what happened in the past that's causing this cop to come bust, bust, busting our door down like 40 times. Right. And the bigger thing is is the watch. Do you have a watch somewhere? Where's your father's watch? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And that's that's pretty much where you end. That's like this, I, I would assume, the second loop. To which mm-hmm. then I was starting to get more information. So I was like, all right. That's when I started getting a little wise and saying, okay, what if I hide before my wife knows that I'm home and see what happens? So that's what I did. And you get a whole lot of information here because the guy comes in, he takes the wife, ties her up. Where's the watch? She's like, okay, whatever. It's it's in the the air vent up under the the cabinet in the uh, up under the medicine cabinet in the bathroom. He then takes the watch, goes up to her, shoots her in the head, and then leaves. Okay, so begins the new loop. Now I know where the watch is. Bingo, bango, bongo. All right, let's go get the watch. So first thing I did was she comes out of the bathroom. I then just go and open up the duct. She's like, what the hell are you doing? She saw me. <laughs> and then she gets mad and leaves. Well, loop starts over. Okay, I didn't know that. Close the door. Get the pocket watch. I bring it to her. What the hell is this? Where'd you get that? Found it. Well, you got to explain some stuff to me right now. What's up with this watch? Also, there's a cop coming and he's going to kill us. She's like, what? You know, and everybody's confused. So I'm like, okay, well, what if I just give him the watch? Uh, no. If you're tied up and you try to talk to the cop, he just goes, uh, sir, sir, sir. And then finally the cop's like, I'm sick of you and then kills you. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what am I doing wrong here? I've got a lot of information I get my wife to admit that she did kill her husband, her, her father, and that's his pocket watch. What am I missing here? And this is where it went on for about 40 minutes of me just trying very slight alterations and getting absolutely yeah, this, nowhere. This is definitely where plateaued a little bit getting to the watch i'm like oh this is great you know i'm uncovering new things and there's no way i would have known that unless i had you know been able to progress the previous loop and hear that it was in the vent so i'm like all right i'm definitely making some kind of progress even though i keep restarting over at the same point yeah so this is when i was like okay 
I'm just going to ignore everything that happens and try and figure out stuff. So the one place I didn't really explore much was the bedroom. And for the life of me, even though I guess I didn't put two and two together, her wife, the wife would walk in to the bedroom, flip on the switch, and it goes and shocks her. And she's like, man, we need to get this fixed. And I'm like, okay. I heard it, and it just went through my head. Never gave it a second thought. So I just started interacting with stuff. Um, and I should say before start, before getting to this point, I did experiment with the sleeping pills. I started drugging my wife. And that, <laughs> before so, murdering her. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I murdered her first and then drugged her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she would then go to bed. So she'd be like, man, I'm feeling really sleepy. I'm going to go to bed. And then she'd go pass out on the bed. I could then hide from the cop and then the cop would come in and, you know, he, he would do his whole spiel, checking out all the rooms, uh, and then find me and then kill me. So, um, I was like, all right, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So I just started interacting with everything, everything that I could possibly touch. I did. And I flipped the switch and it shocked. And it's like, Oh God, that somebody could get hurt with this. Once again, did not cross my mind. So it, I think that was one of the few times where they do give you a little bit of foreshadowing. Cause one of the times in this kind of plateau area, I'm like, come on, what the fuck game? Where are my hints? Um, it, it's not real generous with, Hey, it's taking you a little while. Maybe you should look at X. Um, but that, you know, that kind of thing of, Oh, you could hurt somebody with this, you know, was, was one of the few times there was a little bit of foreshadowing in the game. I really didn't pick up on it apparently because I'm an idiot. <laughs> so I just start, like I said, I got I got to the point where I was on, I was I was teetering on the verge of frustration. I was like, all right, I'm getting frustrated with this. I, I like, what am I missing here? What am I doing wrong? I've interacted with everything that I can possibly think of, and so I just started like messing with stuff. I flipped the switch, flipped it back off, flipped it again, and got the living shit shocked out of me. I got shocked so bad that I fell over onto the floor, passed out, and then woke up with my wife trying to help me up and the cops banging on the door. So, oh crap, seven <laughs> minutes have passed. <laughs> All right. So, I say that to say this. I remember that if I put my wife to sleep, not, not in the dead way, but in the sleeping way, <laughs> that <laughs> I noticed that the cop goes into every room flips on the light switch to investigate it. So I was like, all right, I'll prime this light switch to shock him. Sure enough, that's what you're supposed to do. So I shock him. He falls over on the floor, kind of passed out for a second. Now we're getting somewhere. First order of business. He's passed out on the floor. I take the kitchen knife and stab this motherfucker. <laughs> I've been wanting to kill this guy this whole game. And I finally did it. <laughs> I then started the loop over. <laughs> so I actually missed that one. I, I went to do that on one of the loops. I went to stab him and he just got up and then stabbed me instead. And I was like, come on. You gotta be kidding me. Finally, I, I finally I had my opportunity and I missed it. So the next loop, I did exactly the same thing, 
but I pulled out the gun and shot him in the chest. I'm like, you're not going to wrestle that one away from me. <laughs> Dick. So, yeah. Um, so the, the big thing here, once we get him on the ground, we're able to tie him up. Well, so we will tie him. And there's a few things here that can mess you up. And you know what it feels like? It feels like the old uh, Sierra Adventure games. Yeah. Where, like, like Police Quest, if you ever played the original Police Quest, you can lose so easily in that game and have to start all the way over. It's like, uh, like if you don't check your tires. So, I remember, if you're a cop, you got to go out to your cop car. And if you don't walk around your car and inspect your tires, you get into the car and you have a flat tire immediately game over. That's what this feels like. So, um, if you tie him up, he eventually wakes up. He will then pull a knife out of his his own knife out and then break free and kill you. If, so presumably not if you've taken it from him, right? Not if you've taken it from him, but he still somehow gets up. Um, but there's there's multiple ways to screw up here. So obviously, if you kill him, you're not going to get any information out of him. So first thing I want to do is interrogate this sucker. What the hell are you actually doing here? This guy's like, I am here. She killed her father eight years ago. She shot him. He didn't die. He then went to the hospital, and a week later, she shot him again to finish the job in the hospital. How does this woman get away with this stuff? So, and it's like, that makes no sense whatsoever, but okay. And the one of the other things is, what's up with this watch? And to which that point, he's like, I don't care anymore. I, like, you... you I'm not talking to you anymore. So if you really wanted to get him to talk, what you do is you tie him up, then you wound him. <laughs> yeah, I, I that was a part where I was that that was the part where I'd switched over to using the guide and even reading that I'm like I don't think I would have necessarily figured out to do that if I hadn't read it in the guide, that you need to tie him up and shoot him. I'm like, come on. So you how, can, how would... You can do both. So you can shoot him or you can stab him. Yeah. If you stab him, I don't think you get enough time with him to get a lot of information. If you shoot mm -hmm. him in the leg, you get, a, you get a good amount of time. So you can shoot him in the arm or the leg, and that will get him to talk. Uh, if you stab him, he talks, but it's like you get like a minute before he dies. Um, depending on how you wound him, he will eventually die, but you can get more information out of him. One of the other big pieces of information or piece of, of equipment that you need to get is his cell phone. So his cell phone has two numbers in it. One of them is a debt collection agency. Uh, and there is a uh, one labeled Bumblebee. And I'm like, okay, let's call up the Transformer. Call up the Transformer, and oh, look, it's his daughter. She's getting ready to go to a um, a movie. So she says, I'll call you later. Bye. And then hangs up. Okay. But there's a good thing here. 
we now have Bumblebee's phone number. And if you go into the closet and look through your wife's stuff, you find her phone. And you can then call Bumblebee on your phone before the cop shows up. And that is a very big piece of information to have because that's how you beat this game. So, long story short with that, this cop, whoever the hell he is, is in a lot of debt because his daughter has cancer and he can't afford the cancer treatments for his daughter. He loves his daughter a lot, has a lot of text messages from her, and seems to be possibly doing all of this for the pocket watch. Maybe it's expensive. Maybe it's worth a lot of money. Or maybe it can turn back time for her. Or maybe it can. Because that was my first thought was why yeah, is this guy too. why is this guy really, really wanting this watch? And why are we in a time loop? Yeah. Maybe those two things are related. Yeah, I'm thinking there's gotta be like a supernatural twist to this somehow and he's wanting this pocket watch. He's maybe part of the Illuminati or some shit. You know. Um but no. <laughs> it gets better. Or worse, I should say. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, now we have this information. She killed her dad a week later. So we go and talk to the wife again. Okay. We got some more information. You killed your dad. I know you did. You shot him. Then you came back and finished the job a week later. She's like, no, I didn't, I didn't kill my dad. I thought he was dead then. I didn't know he survived that. I wouldn't, I didn't come back and kill him a week later. How, how do you know that? Because I was here, or I was in New York, or something. I can't remember where she said she was. She's like, I even got a, I've even got a photo from the, from that week. How does she know that? It was eight years ago. How did you know that photo was from a week earlier, or a week later? Unless she knew, oh, it, it, that was a week after I shot my dad. Yeah, it's because it was New, New Year's Eve, right? It was New, New Year's. Year's. Yeah, yeah. Shot him on Christmas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we have a picture. The picture is on the refrigerator. Maybe we could show it to the cop. So we 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 then talk to we try. All right, so we can't just talk to the cop, but we do have Bumblebee's phone number. So maybe we can call Bumblebee. And maybe we can talk some sense into her, who can then talk some sense into him. Originally, Bumblebee wants nothing to do with this stranger calling her, saying that her dad's about to kill us. Yeah, lose my number. Yeah, but if you have the information of going through his phone and seeing that she has cancer, and that we put two and two together, he's wanting this pocket watch to sell to pay for the cancer treatments to get out of debt, then we can get her to basically have a little bit more sympathy. So like, look, your dad is coming here to kill us. My wife is innocent. I have proof that she is innocent. Just talk to your dad, please. She's like, okay, fine. I will call my dad, you crazy asshole. So... We finally get some peace for a second there. Guy comes in. 
after talking to his daughter. You hear him in the in the hallway or in the lobby area talking to his daughter saying, "Okay, I don't I think he got prank called, but okay, all right. I will I will just talk to them." He knocks on the door. We open the door and he's like, "Let's talk." So now we're not handcuffed. Great. So we try to talk through it. Hey, I know why you're here. My wife is innocent. She did not kill her dad. He's like, bullshit. We have a photo. I don't know if the photo has a date on it or what. He goes and looks at the photo. So I should say, I, I, my first time doing this loop, I grabbed the photo and have it had it in my inventory. He comes in. Let me see the photo. He then walks. She says, oh, it's on the refrigerator. He goes and walks to the refrigerator. I have it in my in my pocket. He's like, there's no photo here, you liars. And then kills us both. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so I had to start it over. Left it on the fridge. He then goes, looks at it. Okay, you weren't there. Who the hell killed your father? I don't know. But look, you're trying to help your daughter. I get it here. She goes, gets the pocket watch. Hands it to him. Take it. Just leave us alone. Go take care of your daughter. He says, all right. I'm going to go try and investigate and find out who the real killer is. He then leaves. You think it's over. Oh, man, thank God. Nope. Time loop starts again. And, of course, every time the loop starts over, the husband always has some kind of quip. You know. I thought it was over. Or something like that. So, after that, we have to talk to the wife again and start talking about the affair. So, her father had an affair when she was younger. And it was with the nanny, her nanny. Come to find out she had a child, a son father always regretted that and it was basically what drove her mom away from her father of course he couldn't accept the fact that he had a son and it would bring shame to the family so he kind of just cut him off okay do you know anything about the son do you know anything about your half brother No, it was a long time ago. I was like two when the nanny and dad had an affair. Okay. Well, we got to get some more information on that. So, we go and talk to the cop again. (laughs) And I go talk... It's funny that we're now trying to get information out of him. Yeah. Right, it's it's like a role reversal. He's now a tool for us rather than someone or something that we need a tool to stop. Yeah. So, uh, and the cop comes in. He's like, yeah, he's like, I, I worked with her father. I was very close to her father. He did mention, you know, having father to son from the nanny. That's gotta be, that's gotta be it. Right. That's, that's, that's the one. And she's like, I remember dad always talking about the monster. And he's like, he actually mentioned that before he died. The last word he said. The last word he said was it was the monster that killed him. 
That's got to be it. All right, I got to go find this this half brother of yours. And she's like, "Well, do you have any more information on the half brother? Do you do you have like a name?" He's like, "No. What was the mom's name? What was the nanny's name?" She's like, "I something flowery. I think it started with a D." Yeah, as I say, Daphne or Daisy, Daisy. Ridley. <laughs> and then he leaves. Loop starts over again. Uh oh. I think I know what to do here. So we start the loop again. This time. And luckily, and I have to give the game props for this. Once you get to this point, the only thing you have to do is sit down and talk to your wife saying, look, I know everything that's happening. And she will agree to it. Yeah, you can streamline that whole convincing section. And there's also the whole, let's just wait for the cop to arrive option. Which is, and it just speeds time up. Especially if you know you messed up and you have to repeat things two or three or four times. Yeah. So, um, if I know I screwed up, the one thing I would do is just leave the apartment and start to walk outside. Yeah, that's all I would do. (laughs) Um, so... The last order of business would be, and at this point, I already know what's, what's going on. See, I didn't realize this was the end. I was still in my mind. I'm like, all right, where's this going to go? Am I going to show this guy baby clothes and somehow more convince him that, right, he, he's got a daughter that he cares about? You know, he was there when I was a child. Now we're having a child, and maybe there's some kind of synergy. Like, that's going to make him remember something because of this kind of parent-child dynamic that's throughout every relationship in this game. Yeah, so... Apparently none of of that's happening. No, no. At this point, I was like, oh, God, I think I know where this is going. So, uh, before sitting down and talking with the wife, saying, hey, I know what's going on, and waiting for the cop to talk to him, I go to the bedroom. I get the present that she was going to give me, which holds the baby clothes. The baby clothes, which says Dahlia on it, which is what we're naming the child, which is also the name of my mother. And also the name of the nanny. Yes. So we go and talk to the the uh, cop one more time. And when he mentions, I don't know, it was a flowery name. It started with a D. And I show him the baby clothes. Was it Dahlia? That was it. Dahlia. Yep. It was Dahlia. You are the monster. You are the half-brother to your wife. You are now having a child with your half-sister. I am my own grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're, we're doing some incest here. And uh, at that point, the husband has a mental breakdown. And the loop stops officially. Uh, He finds himself years and years ago sitting in what looks like a uh, library or maybe a study. 
and the man walking in front of him talking to him is Willem Dafoe, the cop. And it's actually the father talking to him. And he's saying, you know you can't do this. You know you cannot be with my daughter, who is your half-sister. This is completely wrong. You need to admit to me that this is wrong and that you're not going to do it. And he gives you an option. You can say, I want to be with her. Or, I want I don't want to be with her. We'll drop it. I'll drop the relationship. What did you choose here, Matt? I chose the second option of maybe it's better we end things. Although I was just confused why, if this was meant to be the father, why was it Willem Dafoe? So do you not know what's actually happening here? Uh, this is where I think I didn't get the whole story somehow. Okay. So this is the essentially that where you choose your ending. There are technically four endings in this game. The ending that you got was the ending called alone. And when you say, yep. you say, I'll just end things. You then load up the loop again with the exception of you get off the elevator, you go into an empty apartment with no one around. Yep. No furniture, no, no wife. No nothing. Did you do no anything nothing. here? Uh, I did go through because while there's nothing in the apartment, the watch is still in the vent. Yes. So I did go in and continue on that way to get back to the torture room. Okay. So, yes. That's that's uh, that is a way to reverse the 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 ending decision to choose a different ending. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um but there's no like in-game explanation for it, right? It's just we added this in here as an escape patch. Technically, yes. Um but this is it plays into basically what the is actually happening here. So okay, if, that's good because it was breaking down for me a little bit here. I'm like, I'm glad they gave me another chance, but this doesn't make any freaking sense. So, so if if there is an explanation, that's it's it's still kind of vague. Key. It's still kind of vague, but it it is there. The um, it, so if you find the pocket watch in the empty apartment, um, you can set the clock back. So you this is the first time you can actually interact with the clock or the watch. If you set it back to two minutes before the time loop begins, which is where you get your 12 minutes, you go back to the loop again. Now, with that loop still playing, go back to the loop. Your wife still... You have all the information that you need. When your wife comes out of the bathroom, if you close the door, grab the pocket watch, and stare at it, the watch is going in reverse really fast. Yep. And you eventually end up back in the room with the father. Now, there are 
three other things that you can do here. If you say, I want to continue being with her, you go back to the loop. Basically, that is forever the ending that you get is that you're just in a loop the entire time. So that is technically an ending. Yeah, although I feel like most of the times I tried to do that, I just got slapped around and then... The father dies. The father slash Willem Dafoe dies. Yeah. So, um, if you... Well, that's the thing. You go into that loop again and again. So... The other option is, is that when they, the two option dialogue options pop up after he talks to you and says, so what's your answer going to be? You can choose not to do anything. If you, if you choose not to do anything, then it plays out like he gets mad, starts to try and kill you. And then he falls over, he hits his head, dies. Then it loops back into the same loop again. Which Another is, piece of foreshadowing there, though, is when he hits his head on the bookshelf, it knocks a book off. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, I thought. So that's that's the book. So the, the, the wife in the loop will sit down on the couch and read a book. It's a book about... What was it about? Um, living in the moment? Yeah. Some kind of like... Um, Poetry, maybe? Zen kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you talk to her enough times, she will tell you a quote from the book. So, if you go back to the room with the father again, while he's sitting there interrogating you, you can then point to the book, or, you know, click on the book, and you will you will say the the um, the quote that your wife told you. He's like, he's surprised by it. He's like, oh, you, you read the book. I can't believe you actually read the book. He's like, all right, maybe this isn't such a a bad thing. You seem like a decent enough kid kind of thing. Changes his mind, essentially. And you can go and, and it goes back into the loop again. The official final ending is if you say the quote... And then if you click on the clock that's on the wall, you stare at the clock and it zooms in on the clock and it starts going in reverse again and then stops at, I guess, midnight or noon. I don't know. It stops at 12. And then you get the official credits. Oh, that's the last piece I didn't do then. Yeah. And that one's called Mindfulness, I believe, is the ending. So it doesn't sound like any of these endings actually explain anything, though. So from what I can understand is that none of this is real. The entire thing is taking place in the husband's mind. And it is him dealing with the fact that he is in a relationship with his sister. That's the reason why the cop is also the father. Mm -hmm. Because he's the villain in his mind. But when he starts to realize that he's actually the villain, you notice that the cop or the, the wife is no longer labeled wife. It's labeled 
her. Hmm. I I did notice one other thing in the end. I could have sworn maybe I was just hallucinating, but the first time you're in that room, the father has a full head of hair. Maybe. And then in the subsequent iterations, it was the bald cop. I think you may be right. I can't remember. There's I the just other... thought it was strange. I'm like, who is this guy, and why does he sound like Willem Dafoe? <laughs> there's there's also the, the fact that if you look at certain things, like at the paintings or the pictures and stuff like that, they change with every loop. Do they? Because that was one of my biggest questions for you was, it seems like there's a lot of things in the apartment that don't matter. So, yeah. the the If you remember, there's a picture of an egg... On the wall. And as you progress through the loops, the egg eventually turns into a snake, which then turns into a Ouroboros. Mm. Which is a snake eating itself. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also the, the picture of like uh, the tree, the painting of a tree, which starts out in the spring. Then you see it in summer and fall, then winter at the end. Um, and I guess I was thinking a lot about there was a small poster by the refrigerator. Yes, that one too. With a bunch of like code on it, mm-hmm. pattern of some sort. The the uh, the other big one that they actually show is when you're, and I, I noticed it the first time I blew this game up. If you're in the hallway approaching the apartment there is a painting there and it's a painting of a bookshelf and there is one red book and it is Mm -hmm. the exact same bookshelf that you see at the end of the game with the father with the one red book yeah interesting I mean I I guess I just I, I I was a little confused by there not being real answers, although which parts were real and which parts were in his mind, I guess, is intriguing. Was there a, was there a cop? I mean, when you say it's in his mind, how much of this is in his mind? I think all of it is. Meaning I, that maybe she never even killed her father? Meaning, I think he made up that fact. I think he was the one that ended up killing his father. I think, I think everything that happened in the the study with the father happened. He accidentally killed him, ran away, and continued on with the relationship with the daughter. While knowing that it was the daughter, he must have known. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and his... blocked it out of his mind at some point between when it happened and when the game starts. Yeah, this is some kind of psychosis where he is he is basically trying to A, justify being with his sister, and B, trying to create a, a villain to blame everything on. At least that's what I got out of it. Yeah, no, I, I I actually really like that. It's it's a way to simplify. Had they gone, I don't know, had they gone sci-fi. I actually thought this was going to be a horror game at first when they come in with the carpet from The Shining. 
the hallway carpet, I was like, all right, I know this is going to be a good horror game. So there are tons of references to different types of, of people who make horror and thrillers. So obviously The Shining is a big example. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock, if you look at the, the, the title screen of 12 minutes, the, 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 you know, the art that they used, it looks straight out of like North by Northwest mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, there's, there's a lot of different types of homages. I feel like to, uh, to different filmmakers, obviously Stanley Kubrick, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but, I guess I just saw that as some foreshadowing for horror that didn't really pan out. Yeah, no. Then I assumed it was going to be sci-fi when they started talking about the pocket watch, but it wasn't that either. But in the end, I mean, I guess this is probably even better than either of those other versions might have been. Possibly. I don't know. I, I, once I found out that that was like, this is, this is just really, I mean, I thought the, I thought when they announced it or, or kind of revealed it, that it was a little too abrupt and a little corny. Yeah. It was you all along. I'm like, all right, come on. I feel like at this point in time, that's only the kind of thing you set up as like a, 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 a fake out reveal. It, you know, n- not quite akin to you were, you were, it, the whole thing was a dream, right? Like you can't really get away with that anymore. Except they kind of did here. <laughs> they tried to. I think it just fell flat. I didn't mind this game up until the reveal. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't love the reveal. I, I, I like it a lot more just with you discussing it than I did when I was playing it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I like the time loop thing. I think I think that's kind of cool. Makes me really like. I don't like their. I, I'm not a big fan of their games, Arcane Studios, but Deathloop sounds like my kind of game. Huh. I just. I don't. I can't. I, I could never get into Dishonored. I, I'm sorry. I know people revere those games. I could not get into those games. Um, maybe Deathloop's a little different. It looks like you can probably run and gun a little bit better. In yeah. that game, so I, I I would love to play Deathloop if I ever owned a PS5, but I do not own one, so it's exclusive for a year there. Um, but I don't know, like I, I I love the premise of it, and like you said before, I love any type of story that takes place in one place. Like one of my favorite movies is Dread, which takes place in an yep. apartment complex. Whole movie which I finally here. watched like what a year ago and it was awesome so freaking good Dread is so good guys if you have never seen Dread you need to watch it um, but uh, yeah it's, uh, it, it, it was everything that was right up my alley you know and then I just I, I feel I feel kind of torn with it because there was a lot of brute forcing there was a lot of of like I don't know what to do here moments there was a lot of confusing aspects I'm just like oh god like you know like oh I had I had the I had to start a loop over because of one little thing that I did that I didn't even know it would make it screw up you know yeah but I don't know I, 
I was relatively entertained for four hours. I'll give it that. Yeah, I, I like the first hour for me was the best hour. Yes. The mystery of what's actually happening here kept me entertained. Once I found out what was actually happening here, I was like, oh. And it kind of just took the wind out of my sails, if we're being honest. Yeah. And the whole thing kind of like was a downhill, like, roller coaster for me the whole time. Like, it started out interesting. It started out, you know, easy to make progress, easy to find new things to interact with. You know, it kind of plateaued in the middle where I was. It, there was more balance of frustration with any progress I was making. And then I kind of just gave up and used the fact. And then in the, the reveal and the ending, I, at the time, was was pretty lackluster. So, you know, it started out high, kind of in the middle. It was in the middle and then ended low. So kind of a poor trajectory for me for a game. Yeah. We, ha- we do have three emails regarding this game, so I'm going to read them off. Maybe they'll give us a little bit more to discuss here. This first one comes in from Jeff. says, I'm at a real loss on this one. I'm not someone who usually gets super bummed out if a game doesn't hit me right, but this one was very irritating. I'm going to start with the positives. I like the time loop idea. The voice work was done fairly well. Some of the puzzle aspects of the game were decent. The story was interesting until it wasn't. The negatives, however, really outweigh the positives for me. First, there was the issue of where the conversation choices were presented in a way uh, where, depending on what dialogue you chose, your inflections make no sense. You could yell when it makes no sense to be yelling, or you could be completely dry in a conversation that would be heated in real life. Also, there wasn't enough dialogue to keep the game interesting when repeating loops so many times. This game... Uh, misses in areas where it really needs to land the right way in order for it all to make sense. Now, the ending. If ever there was something done for shock value, this is it. Even David Lynch wouldn't have thought to end something this way. (laughs) (laughs) It was so nonsensical at best and downright poor in the taste at worst. Final thoughts. I normally like Annapurna. So it could just be a rare miss, but unless you have Game Pass, please don't bother with this. If they make a sequel, they really need to study how Telltale handles choices and conversations. There's a great idea here, but it just misses way more than it hits for me. I knew I was going to email you guys about this one, but had wrote, but I, but had I wrote the email in the middle of the playthrough, it would have just said 12 minutes. Fuck it. Now I'm done and not so irritated by it. I was able to be a little more constructive. Keep up the good work, guys. Yeah. No, I I, I feel pretty similar. I think the game has some strengths, but I think its weaknesses kind of far outweigh them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And to to your point early on in in the episode, uh, it was kind of just annoying to play with a controller. And like, dragging things and sometimes it wouldn't actually work it, it didn't it wouldn't actually work it wouldn't drag it where i thought it was going to one time i set a cup down on the nut on the end table but apparently there's two positions you can set it in one of which she will reach and pick up and drug herself with the other one she'll just completely ignore as if it wasn't there um you know the number of times i had to type in the phone number <laughs> and like 
rolling my cursor around the the keypad on the phone. I'm like, this is so annoying. Why did you have to type in the phone number? Uh, Bumblebee phone number. You could just click on the Bumblebee name, and it would auto dial. Even with your own phone? Yes. Oh. Did you did you physically write down a phone number from this game? Yep. <laughs> well, and then I just memorized it. It was four one three five 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 zero one nine three. Holy fuck! <laughs> well, I had to do it like six times. Yeah, so that... I'm like, all right, I can't keep switching back and forth between the picture I took of my TV and 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 the guide I was using. So I'm like, I'm just gonna memorize the number. <laughs> You are a madman. <laughs> God, you used up brain cells for this. <laughs> yeah, I want them back. I don't yeah. have many left. Oh, man. All right. Our next email comes are from Dustin. It's titled 720 Seconds. <laughs> All right, this is, this, is, this is typed weird. Okay, here we go. 12 o'clock. 666 is out of date. 12 is the new number of the beast. I've experienced hell thanks to Game Pass. Let's start at the beginning. 001. I started in a hallway. I knocked on the neighbor's door. I woke a baby. I proceeded to knock over and over and over. Right there should have been a death. Missed opportunity. Two seconds in, I found myself in my apartment. I proceeded to skip the dialogue with my boring wife and gather every item I could pick up. I went into the bathroom and flushed the cell phone down and the pills down. The mug mug and the knife wouldn't fit. How do I plug this toilet and flood the bathroom? Some mean guy came in. I tried to move and one punch, I'm dead. Three seconds, or maybe three minutes, I don't know. I put my wife to sleep with pills, hid in a closet. Cop gets shocked and zip-tie him and zip-tie him. I tried to use other zip-tie, but the game wouldn't let me. I'm reading his cell. He gets up, headbutts me, and I'm dead. Four minutes. What a weakling. Five minutes. Repeat the motions. Stab him, interrogate him, can't progress. Six minutes. Repeat. Can't progress. Look. Invents. Nothing. Seven minutes. Look online. I hate this game. I hate this game. What's the ending? Okay, that's messed up. (laughs) Eight minutes. Where am I stuck? I'm on step nine, but I can't progress because I didn't do step three or four. Are you kidding me? Why would I want to repeat the same actions over and over just for one little difference, just to progress the way I see they see fit? I'm done with this game. Yep. Nine minutes. Drew's on Twitter bragging how he beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes. Follow a walkthrough. I can't leave a game unfinished. Eleven minutes. <laughs> Seeing the ending play out with dialogue is so dumb. It's not even a good twist. And he just magically forgot he married his sister and killed their father. Okay, credits roll, game repeats. 12 minutes, this is hell. (laughs) That's it. That's the ending. (laughs) 
we need more creative emails like that. Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> I'm sorry you hated this game with a passion. I didn't yeah. know it was going to be this way. I also didn't quite get to hate. I, I was... didn't either. I, I, I went from intrigue to annoyance to what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, I, I really didn't hate it. I just kept thinking there was going to be more to it than there was. I like the approach. I like the, you know, I like what they, what they tried to do on paper, I think aside from ending aside, like I, I, this game would have been cool if it had been done differently. I think I just feel like if they'd have stuck the landing a little bit better, if they would have made it sci-fi, screw it, make it like a time loop because of the pocket watch and, 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 and learn how to break the time loop and then say, Oh, thank God. Babe, you would not believe the day I've had. You know? Or you become a Time Lord and you're back, you're hopping around, you know, whatever. They could have, even ridiculous endings there, I I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have been any better, but it just felt like, uh, again, like the, uh, you woke up and the whole thing was a dream and nothing you've just done matters. That's kind of the vibe I got here and it kind of makes the thing feel ridiculous and pointless at the same time. Yeah, pointless would be the best way to describe it. Our last email comes in from Jay Lee, of all people. Says, hey, fellas, first-time listener, long-time ceiling fan. (laughs) (laughs) The time loop is a pretty popular narrative framing device for movies, executed well in titles like Groundhog Day, End of Tomorrow, Source code, Happy Death Day, and much, much more. It's also been used well in games such as Outer Wilds, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Steins Gate, and more. However, there's an intrinsic, I can't say that word, intrinsic difficulty in gaming when trying to balance the repetitive nature of time loops where it becomes very easy to be stuck in a situation of having to repeat through the same actions just to do something different at a at the very end. It's all fine and dandy if the gambit pays off with additional information or something equally valuable, but when it doesn't pay off, it can make going through the same process just to choose the other option feel like an absolute drag. This is the problem that 12 Minutes suffers from as well, and even though it's offset by the fact that there's a limit about there is a limit of about 10 minutes in which you can act uh, and there being fast forwarding of time while performing certain actions is st- still a mighty thorn in its side. If you were the developers of 12 Minutes, what would you change about the game in order to avoid this common pitfall of time loops in games? Ho, Jay. That's a good question. I'm not a game yeah, developer. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I could do it any better, obviously, but... You know, I, I did wish a couple of points that there were some more hints. I mean, maybe that's just me looking for easy mode, but uh, somewhat to that point, I feel like one of the biggest issues I had with this game was not knowing if what I was doing was progressing the game or not. Because there are some points here where you have to fail, but you have to fail a certain way. Yeah. And then there's other parts where, like... You know, if you take out your gun and shoot your wife, you're like, well, I failed. But did I get anything useful out of it? I don't know. The the, the biggest problem this game had, and it was something that was kind of glaring to me when I was banging my head against the wall, was the fact that 
you had different dialogue options that you could choose from. Some of those dialogue options, after you've exhausted them, would be grayed out. And some of yep. them would still be kind of white colored, which means, oh, I can, you know, in any other game, that means you could probably do something with this information. Well, I would do, I would say the, the dialogue option, but it would just come back to, it, it was like, whatever, I don't care. I'm like, what? Why would you, why not gray that out then? Yeah. And like, it, it, the problem is, is like, it's not grayed out because in two loops later, you can use that information again. I'm like, what? Don't even give me the option to ask it then. Yeah, you know, just kind of all around feedback. Like I, I didn't feel like there was a lot of feedback in this game. The the I feel like in order to keep people from 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 doing the same thing over and over again, it, it, they could have easily have just been like, you know, if you try to use this object on this, have your character just be like, I've already tried that, or I've done this, or something. Rather than just letting you go through it, you know, yeah, I, I, I that that's a hard question to answer. Um, I don't really think that's kind of the nature of the beast when it comes to doing time loop games. Because if you if you handhold too much, then you can just speed right through it. Because let's be honest, I beat this game in four hours. So if there was more handholding, I could have beaten two, and that's not really, yeah. That's not $30 worth. That's what they're charging for this game. I mean, <laughs> quality aside, it, that seems a little high. Yeah. I could be wrong. Hang on a second. Let me look. 12 minutes. Steam. $12. <laughs> no kidding, right? $24.99. So they're... $25 for this game. Now they got to pay Will and Defoe somehow. I mean, this this could have been... I'm trying to think of where this would be best placed. I do kind of feel like if I had a couple of friends over and we said, hey, you know, let, let's all try to crowdsource our answers here. Sure. Right? Like, you'd be less likely to get stuck. It, it's, it's not really flashy enough to keep everybody entertained maybe i don't know yeah i do feel like with a couple of people on a couch all like trying to come up with theories about what to do you you maybe could have had a little more fun with it i don't know i don't know either that's a that's a hard question to answer jay as usual coming up with the hard-hitting questions (laughs) i don't i don't i don't think there would be a way to fix it the way it is other than just like removing that object, you know, the knife does not work. Remove it. Was the knife used for anything other than maybe cutting? I mean, you can stab him in the leg, I guess, but I guess you could also probably cut, cut his zip ties if you You, wanted to. You can. In fact, there's actually an achievement for it. So if Hmm. you, if you tie him up, and you just talk to him without wounding him or anything like that, he can try to convince you to, look, just walk away. (laughs) Untie me and walk away. And if you do, he then kills your wife, gets the pocket watch, and you leave the apartment. And it's an achievement for, I think it's called betrayal. 
But after a certain point in the game, once you realize she's actually not the killer, you can't it do that. It doesn't make sense anymore. You yeah. can't you can't do it anymore. So I don't know. I, I I I don't know what to feel about this game. I don't I didn't mind it. If it was like a seven hour experience, I'd have been like, Yeah, fuck this. Yeah, although if it had been seven hours with a little more guidance, I, I would have been even more intrigued, I think. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Once I found out the reveal, I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah. It also just makes me think of like, man, if, if this had gone in other directions and it had been, I don't know, a Quantic Dream game instead, I'm like, oh, this would have been awesome. Right, again, maybe with a little bit more choice, a little bit more, I, I, I guess, freedom, but I don't know, a little bit better storytelling. Yeah, the, there's not much divergent here. All roads kind of lead to that. Like, if it was a game, like, obviously, I, I bring it up every time, and Jay would appreciate it too, hmm. the Obsidian Classic Alpha Protocol with the amount... One of my top two choice games of all time what's the other one heavy rain heavy rain uh yeah gosh man the the i i will tout that forever because i was a naysayer of alpha protocol for a long time but we did it for phoenix down that game was fucking brilliant did not expect much i didn't either i had already played it once i I didn't beat it i got like halfway through the first level and i was like this game's garbage and turned it off but man you give you you put a little bit of time into that game go through a little bit of frustrations you're gonna get one of the most divergent stories you will ever experience in a video game i am not kidding it is one of the best story-driven games I have ever played in my life. Which is quickly becoming a podcast about Alpha Protocol, so we need to stop. So, <laughs> But yeah. It's up there with Alone in the Dark for probably the top number of times it's been referenced over the last 106 games we've played. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, you know what I did today? I remembered... Our second game we ever did, which was uh, Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you remember in that game, there was a lot of penises. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember Dave was on our, our show that t- at that time. At the very end of the game, there's the guy there. And he is, uh, <laughs> he's, he's not, he's not clothed. And Dave's like, yeah, they just had to throw one more in there, didn't they? <laughs> I challenge everybody to go back and listen to the very, very end of the second episode of Amnesia. Because I feel like it's the best ending I've ever put on a on a podcast that we've done. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I still never played the uh, sequel. March of Pigs, Bay of Pigs, something about pigs. A machine for pigs. Machine for pigs. Yeah. Uh, not as good. In fact, I didn't really like that game that much. Mm. They did a second one. They did a third one, right? They did a third Amnesia game. 
Uh, sounds familiar. Rebirth? Rebirth? Or is that just a remake of Amnesia? Uh, yeah, it might be. Hmm. Speaking of remakes, that's going to be our next game. Not Amnesia, but Diablo 2 Resurrected. <laughs> uh, next week we are going to be doing an intermission show. Um, but uh, yeah, the next Friday, uh, Diablo 2 is coming out. I am highly excited for it. Matt, have you finally decided on what class you're going to be playing? I have not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just go Necro. You know you're going to. Yeah, it, it it's still my most likely. <laughs> oh man, that was my boy back in the day. Yeah. But yeah, that's a uh, final thoughts on on twelve minutes. I'm I'm kind of exhausted from it. I'm done. Yeah, I don't know. It it it's the experiment. I guess it expected to be. I just don't really think it was fully successful. Again, I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Let me ask you a question. I'd... If they did a thirteen minutes, would you play it? Yes. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> I would because I like I like the idea of the game. I just want to time loop back to when they started making this game and make a different game, but with some of the similar ideas. Right. So if they could take some learnings and make a thirteen minutes that was better, I, I, I'd be intrigued. No, well, there you go. I didn't mind the game. The ending is bad, in my opinion. I didn't mind the the journey to a point, and then it was just like, ugh. yeah. So there you go. I think that's pretty much it. Thank you all for those emails. I really do appreciate that. Uh, and um, yeah, um, I don't know what we're looking gonna forward talk- to Diablo. I am too. I am too. It's one of my top three favorite games of all time. Diablo two is. Two Blizzard games are in my top three. Two Blizzard games. Mm-hmm. World of Warcraft. No. What's like? What? What other Blizzard game do I play almost every uh, day? Yeah, <laughs> we're talking more current than Overwatch. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like it used to be like Overwatch has overcome. If I were to rank them right now, it'd be Diablo two at number three. Overwatch at number one, or oh, at number two, and then Metal Gear Solid at number one. Like, I, I fell in love with Overwatch, and it has not let go of me. Yeah, that was a long-lasting love. Yep. But yeah, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. If you'd like to send us an email, it's uh, drew at ztgd.com. You can also uh, follow us on Twitter. I am at DMLFury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got.
Yeah, it was a short and bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> At least we got there quickly. Yep. Until next time, though, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. Hope you guys have a great week. And we'll be back next week with an intermission show. And then after that, Diablo 2 Resurrected.